Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 2147. The one formula for happiness nobody told me. By James Altucher of jamesaltucher.com. And I'm your narrator, Justin Mollick. Welcome to Optimal Living Daily, OLD for short, old for shorter, where I narrate the best blogs I can get permission from. So without further ado, let's get right to today's post and start optimizing your life. The One Formula for Happiness Nobody Told Me by James Altucher of jamesaltucher.com. Kissing tastes really good. The first time I kissed a girl, I was 18, Tracy. Man, what the? That was like an electric charge to the core. How come they didn't teach this in high school? In high school, I learned one thing, that I was ugly as explosive diarrhea. Girls would cover their mouths and whisper to each other while they stared at me. But at 19, I don't know what happened. Some girl graced me with her lips. And as is typical with me ever since, I fell immediately in love with her, begged her to move in with me, hid that fact from my parents, cried desperately on the floor when I realized it wasn't working, and finally moved to another city as a clever way to end the relationship. But still, kissing, I can't stop it. It's an addiction. I'll die from that addiction. The autopsy will reveal. Too much kissing led to cardiac failure, a broken heart. Bad formula number one. I thought that kissing equals happiness. And what an easy formula. And I thought I'd get more kissing in various ways. I'm just being blunt. Here are the ways. If I was handsome, funny, famous, or rich. If I grew up in the Instagram world, I would think kissing equals more Instagram followers. Instagram is a company that has a billion cat photos uploaded every day. It was bought for $2 billion. Nice is good also, but I didn't have enough confidence or charisma to make nice work for me. I wanted to be a psychologist. My dad said, don't be a psychologist. You won't make any money. Girls won't like you. But I really wanted to be one, to talk to people, to help people. I said, but if a girl likes me, how do I know she will like me for me or for the money? My dad said, she's not gonna like you because you have money. She's gonna like you because you are the kind of guy who can make money. Maybe so, maybe so, I don't know. I got a D minus in psychology 101 anyway, and by the time I was 19 years old, I was no longer qualified to help people according to the institutions of higher learning. And they were right. Now, I've kissed quite a few women, and some women I've kissed quite a lot. So after careful scientific calibration of all the statistics and post-kissing MRIs and interviews, I have the following result. Kissing equals happiness, 
for three seconds, but often the quest for kissing in the aftermath of kissing leads to unhappiness, jealousy, desperation, and a need for more. In other words, I need therapy. So I'm gonna tell you what I figure out for at least myself is better. What can make kissing better? What makes my work better? What makes my career better? What makes all my relationships better? What makes me care less about money? What makes me care less about what people think of me? What makes me a better writer? What, what? Magic formula. The happiness ratio. Happiness equals reality over positive expectations. The higher the reality, the better. The lower the positive expectations, the better. Although they can't be zero, then you're homeless. Reality is your current situation. You might be in a job working for the CIA, in a relationship with a drug user. You might be six foot five. You might be 500 pounds. Who knows? This is your reality. You can sometimes change reality, but it's slow. Here's how you change reality, the same way I always recommend, but with one twist. Physical, every day, exercise, sleep well, eat well. Emotional, every day, improve your relationships, which means eliminate toxic people and bring on positive people. Mental, which means creative, write down 10 ideas a day or take a photograph every day. And spiritual, be grateful, celebrate small successes. Try to improve in these categories 1% a day. The one twist, if there's an area where you are unhappy, like bad job, try 1% a day to make a move away from where you are unhappy. Make a resume, for instance, but also doing the previously mentioned, improving relationships, being creative, etc., will improve your chances of finding a better job. Done. That's how we can up the reality part. It takes time, 1% a day, at best. The expectations part is different. If you're in a bad relationship because your spouse is not having with you every day, then reduce your expectations on at least until your reality changes. Improve your relationships, be creative, be grateful. If you have cancer and are in pain, reduce your expectations. When I wake up in the morning, I wanna be mobile enough to move around even though I will probably be in pain. If you have a bad job, reduce your expectations. I can't wait to listen to the James Altucher Show podcast on my way to work and back again. You can always reduce your expectations today. And then what helps even more is to reward yourself. If you wake up mobile, even though you are in pain, you can say, yes, I met my expectations. Lowered positive expectations bridges a bad reality to a better reality. It helps you get from A to B and it makes you happier every day, happy enough to celebrate them. I have low expectations. I don't want any belongings, for instance, and I rarely care what people think about me, and all I want to do in life is kiss. My reality changes, but if I do my daily practice, I increase the chances that the positive side of my reality goes up. Some people have negative expectations. Everything I do turns to garbage. It's hard to go from negative expectations to positive expectations. The only thing you can do is recognize that that is a choice and try practicing every day for being grateful for smaller and smaller things in life until you find something small enough you can start expecting it and build from there. I wanna be happy. I wanna kiss more. So every day, these two steps. A, reality, 
do whatever I can to increase the positive aspects of my reality using four elements of the day practice described earlier. And B, expectations. List the areas I am disappointed. If I'm disappointed, reduce expectations to match reality and find ways to be grateful until you can slowly change the reality. Simple, it works. I do it. Don't do it if you don't want. I do it for me. 15 months ago, something bad happened to me in business. Seven months ago, something bad happened in my relationships. Every day, there are irritations and hopes and reality and changes that mess with reality. It's just life. Every life, I hope, I think, has ups and downs, no matter how good things seem, no matter what BS self-help advice you follow, including this. So the equation is always changing, but you can choose how it changes as much as possible. Happiness equals reality over expectations. But more importantly, if you see me in the street, kiss me. You just listened to the post titled, The One Formula for Happiness Nobody Told Me by James Altucher of jamesaltucher.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thank you to James. Yesterday, I decided to leave my commentary until today because I thought there were some points that go hand in hand. Two very different writers with very different life experiences coming to what I think could be argued as similar realizations. So David Kane yesterday talked about how when we always have things on demand, like our favorite songs or movies or shows, as opposed to having to go down to your local Blockbuster video to rent it, it sort of adds a layer of appreciation. And he also made that argument about food. If we're always having the best, it ends up becoming your normal, which brings the quote-unquote best down to like a five out of 10 instead of a eight or nine out of 10 or 10 out of 10. He says that if we had just okay food most of the time, then we'd really appreciate those really tasty meals. And it's hard to argue with that, especially if you've moved a lot or changed environments or jobs or have a lot of life experience in different ways. What inevitably happens to everyone I've ever known is that their life becomes normalized no matter the situation. And then to get to that next level of special, something new and something different has to come along again. And isn't that what James is saying in this article too? He says, reality over expectations. And since expectations is on the bottom of that fraction, the denominator, if I remember my childhood math correctly, When it's on the bottom, the lower that is, the higher the score. So the lower our expectations, the better our happiness, according to James. And you can lower your expectations by making your normal lower, right? I think these articles line up quite nicely. Now, that isn't to say that we should then make our lives miserable in an effort to make the rare occasions extra happy. That wouldn't make sense. But this idea applies to things like new cars, for instance. Knowing this phenomenon, does it make sense to work so many hours to buy that ultra luxury car if it's just gonna end up being normalized for you? Maybe a different solution is to keep your current car or get just a normal car 
And then every once in a while, rent an ultra-luxury car. So you get that thrill and excitement of having the new car for a bit and only for a little time, so it never becomes normalized. I don't know, it's just an idea. That's just one example. I'm sure there are many more. If you have any, send them my way. I'd love to hear them and maybe even share them in my newsletter. But that should do it for today. Have a great rest of your day and I'll see you back here for the Thursday show tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.